Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus Chews. All right, I'm excited to be joined by Zach McCambly, uh, a pitcher in the Marlins organization. Zach, how's it going, man? Good, man. Like I said, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, It's another beautiful day, man. Another beautiful day. Where are you at right now? Florida? Uh, so actually I was living in Jupiter for the past couple of years. Um, cause that's where the Marlins, uh, spring training complex yeah. is. We share that with the Cardinals in, uh, Jupiter there. Um, but I, I actually moved back to, uh, Myrtle. I'm in South Carolina right now. Um, I got an apartment out here, like right on the intercoastal. So, um, just enjoying my time. You know, I got, I got some family here. My father lives here. My grandparents yeah. live here. So, um, just good to be back. Personally, I'm I'm a big South Carolina guy. I've been uh, it's basically like a home away from home for me. Yeah, I've been coming here my whole life, and I went to school here. So, yeah, because you said a beautiful day. I'm like, dude, it's, it's I got snow outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, where it, are you at? I'm in Wisconsin. Oh man, yeah, dude, I was actually just I was in Wisconsin. I was playing for the uh, Beloit Snappers. Yeah, uh, my first year. So my first year, yeah, I was I started I was high at high A for the Marlins. Yep, um, yep. And I was up in Beloit. Yeah, it's pretty cold up there. Um, but I'm actually from Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, so I know all about the cold, dude. Like snow days growing up, delays. I mean, I mean, I pretty much just grew up in the snow. I, I'm from the Poconos, so um, that's where like a lot of people come to snowboard, ski, oh, do all that kind of stuff. Up. But I always adapted more to like I wanted to be on like the warmer mm-hmm. side of things. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, I actually, went down south for most of my things. Yeah, I actually grew up in California, so this is like sort of still an adjustment and all that kind of stuff. So oh wow, yeah, so it's, it's wow, wild, California, what part? Bay Area. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> dope, man. I've been to California one time, dude. It was it was a uh, it was for the area code games. You oh, ever heard nice. of those games? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I my senior somehow my junior year of high school, I I made the area code team. Um, and this was like before I was, you know, throwing any type of velocity. Yeah. Um, but somehow I, I was able to go, and I didn't really get a chance to see much of California, as you'd expect. I was there for a baseball tournament. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, California's dope. What city was cool it spot. in? Spot. You remember? Um, Long Beach. Oh, it's Southern California. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We by... were in Long Beach. I'm pretty sure the area code games um, is at Long Beach State, I think. Okay. I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it's at Long Beach State. Good yeah, time, though. Yeah, yeah. That's like eight hours from where I grew up, which is crazy because California oh, wow. yeah, is so huge. The, the state, um, I grew up nine nine or so hours up north by you know San Francisco and all that kind of stuff. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but cool. you mentioned Beloit, so I guess we'll just jump right into that. I mean, um, I, I've had a ton of guys on on the podcast. Like I told you, I might be a Marlins guy now. Uh, they might be my new <laughs> NL team. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm here in Wisconsin, so I cheer for the Brewers and all that. But um, yeah. everyone I've talked to who's been on on the podcast from the Marlins organization, like I always, you know, like, hey, like, how was your experience in Beloit? Because I told Brian Hoeing, you know, shout out to him, made his major league debut this past season. I'm like, dude, you got to put in your Twitter bio, like, Survivor. You know, like uh, <laughs> Beloit Survivor, because like it's it was rough out there. Yeah, so I mean, they ended up getting a new yeah stadium, and it's nice. Which I I wasn't there for. I unfortunately was not there for that. Um, I I was called up to Double A right before they they moved um, they moved stadiums. But when I first got to Pullman, dude. Like when we first got there, like we just left spring training, like we're getting there, we're all getting like our our living situation situated, and we we show up to the field, and I was like, oh my goodness, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what it looked like a, it looked like a Cape Cod field, like okay, a, like a summer ball kind of feel for me, yeah. which I, I thought it was dope, you know, I thought it was cool, uh, and then eventually when the uh, when the season got rolling, you know, they cleaned up the field and they made it more of like a professional kind of look. Um, and, I, but I think they did a great job at, you know, that whole staff there, you know, um, I know they were in the process of moving, um, you know, stadiums and mm -hmm. whatnot, but, you know, they did a great job. I had a couple great starts there. Um, you know, not too much to do in the city of Beloit, but um, overall, I mean, overall good cheese curds. Yeah. Real good cheese curds. You know, you had Chicago not too far away. You had Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I made my trips here and there. It was cool, but I would like to say I survived it too. Um, yeah. You know, me and Brian were actually on that team together. Oh, nice. Uh, we, yeah, we, me and uh, Brian, that's my boy, man. Super happy to see him make his debut yeah. uh, this past year, dude. That, that was freaking awesome to watch, man. He's such a great dude, great athlete. Um, so, yeah, we were, we were going through it together in Beloit. So, for us to be able to make it out of there, I mean, I mean, it's pretty dope. It was yeah. a good time, man. I got no, nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, no, for sure. Do you have any funny Brian stories? Because like, I'll, I'll have to DM him and be like, "Hey, I, I heard, I heard this, the scoop from Zach." Ah, man, I don't have too many like crazy stories, but uh, I because like we you know we don't play basketball or anything, but you know we we went and shot around one day like just shooting hoops, like no like can't play like yeah. obviously can't play like right, basketball right. and whatnot but like just to see how like freaking talented he was at basketball because i'm pretty sure he was like mr indiana he was good yeah like pretty sure like thousand point scorer in high school like could have went to go play in college easily i think he had offers um, if i remember correctly yeah i think i think he i think he told me that too i don't know where from but um i think he i mean he obviously chose the correct route yeah. in, in baseball because to see him up there now is, is absolutely incredible. So, but honestly, not too many, not too many stories. Just we, just typical teammate stuff, yeah. man. Like just going through it together, going through that grind together, man. It's it's like it's a different relationship than you have with other people, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. So let's kind of get into your background stuff. Um, actually, you know, let's talk about this. How did you meet uh, Cole Newell from CN Pitching? Because obviously, I had him on. He was kind of shouting you out, you know. Uh, so kudos yeah. to you for doing what you do and stuff. But like, how did you uh, get in contact with him? Dude, Cole, Cole is the man, first yeah. of all. I know we talked about that already, yeah. but um, so he lives in Pensacola. Um, like, I think like 40 minutes from Pensacola. I'm not sure the exact town or whatnot, mm -hmm. but um, 
I remember seeing him. I was working on a changeup, man. I, I've always been like a pretty big spin guy, curveball, fastball, cutter guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could never figure out the changeup. And he had this this Instagram following. I saw. I, I came across his page one day, and I sent him a DM. And I was like, dude, like I really appreciate, like, yeah, I really appreciate all your content, bro. Like it's actually helping. It's actually useful. Like I'm glad I've actually come across something where I can actually use it in my day to day, like work. And he DM me back and was just like, dude, so happy to see that. So happy to hear that uh, you're playing for Pensacola. So I got him tickets. So fast forward, I got him tickets uh, for him and his girl. Um, and they came and showed love the first time. Um, you know, we met, talked after the game, after my start. And then from then on out, we just had we developed this like relationship. And he came to a couple more of my starts um you know i send him video we talk about baseball i wouldn't say every day but like we talk maybe once or twice a week maybe even more than that that's Um, crazy just going back and forth on baseball stuff man so that's pretty much how i met cole i I never knew him before that but i just shot him a dm and it just went from there yeah no he's good people and like just the the interactions that he has just me and him honestly like he's he's just really open and outgoing and able and willing to like help anybody out which is pretty cool he knows his stuff. That's yeah. that's also the other thing. Like he he does know what he's talking about. Sometimes you come across people that you know maybe they don't know what they're talking about as much. Mm-hmm. But I believe, just in my experience and who I've talked to and who I've been around, I feel like he actually does appreciate the game and he knows. Yeah. He knows how to improve certain players. That's why I think he's gonna have. I mean, I think he's gonna take off one of these days. Oh, like, and he already is. I mean, just looking at his Instagram, like he, he's blowing up mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, he said that you guys absolutely blown up. He said that you were working on something nasty, which is his quote. <laughs> what are you working on this offseason? Oh, dude. I mean, I already have, like, this this curveball thing. But um, really, I'm working on, like, a real nasty cutter, man. I'm, I've always been, like, a pretty – I've always been able to really spin the baseball. Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't start throwing a changeup until I got to double-A baseball. So, mm-hmm. like, high school didn't need it. College didn't need it. Then I got to high A, I started seeing like, okay, I can incorporate this a little more, but um, I didn't really notice it until double A, and then that playing field got like super even. Mm. And then I was like, okay, guys can time up every fastball that you throw pretty much unless you have insane command with every pitch. So got to get them off it a little bit. But in terms of what Cole was talking about, I'm developing this this cutter this offseason. I've, I've been at it pretty much all offseason. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, just have more stuff to throw at, throw at guys, you know, give them more looks. No, for sure, and like you, you did. You've been pitching well before the Marlins and all that kind of stuff. Um, you, you've been a starter for most of your career, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been, a, I've been back and forth. I've done both in college. I did a little bit of both, but for the most part, most part, I've been a starter pretty much my whole life. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm really just more of a competitor than mm-hmm. anything. Um, I, I'm trying to, trying to, you know move up the ranks, get up to the Marlins team so that yeah. I can like help them win for real, you know? Right. Right. Um, I don't care what role that is. I, I more just care about getting up there. Now I do believe I'm a starter, but like I said, a changeup is tough to throw, man, especially, especially cause guys have been throing changeups their whole lives. Yeah. You know, I didn't start throwing it for in, like until this last like That's year insane. and a half. So, you know, just working on it, man, just, it's a work in progress. A lot of ups and downs with starting. It's definitely a tough thing to do. Um, but it's fun, man, dude. It's it's freaking amazing. Yeah. So freaking out of out of relieving and and starting, you would prefer to be a starter because I've I've, had, I've taught the guys like, dude, I want to be a reliever. I just want to go there, th- let the arm eat for like an inning or so, and then just be done. 
I will say that is nice, but it's just something about being able to put the team, not necessarily on your back, but right. like those are your guys. Like you're going out, like you're in charge of everything when you're yeah. a starter. Like you're going out there, you're controlling the game. Like you know, you're fighting for those those uh, eight guys behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that's what I enjoy about it. I like being like not in charge, but feeling like a leader almost. Yep. Not saying that when as a reliever when you come in you can't have that same type of dynamic when you come in, but just in terms of like leading up to the game and knowing that you have to go eat most of these innings, that's yeah. what I, that's what I enjoy about it. But I respect regardless, that. Regardless. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm trying to take care of my family, man. Trying to get to the majors too. Like I'm trying to get to the majors, man. So, I mean, whatever I can do to, to, you know, get up there and, and do that, that's, I'm going to, I'm committed to it. So. No, I feel that. And like, whenever you do make that major league debut and like, hopefully it's like, ideally it's right here in milwaukee so i can go because i'm only 40 minutes from the stadium bro like i'll be there <laughs> yeah that'd be cool man wherever it is man it'd be sick dude yeah i went to go Milwaukee's see dope though yeah i went to speaking of milwaukee just real quick yeah. i went to milwaukee i took a little trip there dude super dope place yeah no super i like dope. i like it i like it a lot i went to see brian Holing and jake fishman uh, none, none of them got in the game because sandy alcantara threw like a I think a complete game. So I was like, whatever they, so if he's on, if he's pitching, I'm like, they ain't gonna, they're not going to get in the game, but I still went out there, got to meet them, talk to them for a bit um, toward the end of last season. So that was pretty cool. So if you ever get out here, definitely going to have to meet up and, and stuff. For sure, man. No so doubt. Let, let's get into your background stuff. So when did you start uh, playing baseball? And when did you realize like, dude, I'm kind of nasty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I, I played, I played baseball. I've been playing this game since I was probably four. That's probably where most nice. professionals would tell you yeah. four or five years old is when they started. I don't know. Some will tell you three. I don't know. Um, but I've always just gravitated to it. I, I, I played three sports, well, two, two sports, football, baseball, pretty much real heavy growing up my whole life. What I was, was your football position? Oh, quarterback. Okay. I was a quarterback. So I, I, I always had the ball in my hand. I was always throwing. I was mm. always you know, growing up in my travel teams, growing up in Little League, I was always one of the bigger kids. Um, we had three Zachs on Jeez. my, like, Little League team. And I was Big Z. We had a smaller guy who was Medium Z. And then we had another guy who was Little Z. That's crazy. So there was three Zachs, and I was the Big Z. And I was always one of the bigger kids. Um, even through high school, was always one of the, you know, one of the bigger kids. Um, I actually didn't start to become one of the – small shorter shorter not smaller shorter yeah. guys until i got to pro ball because now everybody's like six five who i yeah spend my time with so, like look at brian yeah brian's six five i mean i don't know about fishman but um i know brian's a big guy but yeah just growing up playing just playing all different sports staying athletic um i actually i wasn't able to throw a curveball until i left little league so i was all fastballs um and then going into high school, uh, played played JV my freshman year, and then um, sophomore, junior, senior year, three year starter, uh, committed to Coastal Carolina when I was a when I was fifteen. Fifteen. They came in. Yeah, I was fifteen Jeez. years old. They came and Gilly came to watch me pitch up in New Jersey. So that was um, after your freshman year, then. After my freshman year, so I was going into my sophomore year, dude. So I you... think I was throwing. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I think I was throwing like 88, topping out at 88 as like a sophomore, 89 maybe. Yeah. And they just liked the projectability, I guess, because I was young. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, was getting like all this attention from all these schools pretty early because I was playing for this uh, travel team called Baseball U. Okay. 
And Baseball U is uh, Northeastern. It's Baseball U, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. Um, and I pretty much played for them my whole high school career. Um, they were out of Scranton, PA is where I played mine. Mm. Um, and I would take all the, the perfect game trips with them and go down and, um, you know, show off in front of a bunch of scouts trying to get, you know, a scholarship. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I, but I always wanted to go to coastal because my father lives here in South Carolina. My oh, grandparents up. also live here. I've been vacationing here since I was young. Um, what other schools were interested in you? Uh, so coastal Virginia, St. John's, uh, Elon, mm. Virginia tech. I pretty, I had a lot of schools down the East coast, pretty much no West coast schools, really just a lot of, uh, east coast schools um were you taking college visits and stuff i took two college visits but i knew i always wanted to go to coastal like i didn't even visit virginia and st john's or anything like i knew i wanted to go to coastal and this was before they won the national championship so i wasn't like trying to go to coastal because oh they just won this national championship because that's what a lot of kids it's more on the map now coastal wasn't on the map as much as they were as they are now um so yeah, dude, committed there, and then uh, the draft was approaching my senior year, and um, you know, and uh, my head coach ended up, you know, I got blessed with a full ride scholarship to come to Coastal Carolina for three years, and uh, like to take me away from the draft out of high school. I knew I was never going to go, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. I had to come to school, get more mature, you know, become older, learn how to do things on my own, and then went to the Cape my sophomore year. After I struggled all year, I struggled all year my sophomore year at college. Um, what do you think it's like attributed to that, though, like your struggles? I think I was trying to find out myself, mm. trying to figure out. I was still young. I, I was just a thrower in high school. You know, I just had potential. I got to college. I had a, had a pretty good freshman year. And then my sophomore year, they gave me the Friday night spot. So my I was the Friday night starter my nice. sophomore year. Um. So I think I just let a lot of pressure build up on me, honestly. Like, just wasn't ready for that moment yet. Didn't didn't know myself as a pitcher. Didn't have any type of routine. So had a pretty bad year. Bounced back from the bullpen and Friday night guy all year. Went to the Cape. Reinvented myself. Switched my mindset. Went stupid in the Cape. Mm. Did really well for my for my time there. Got on the map again. Showed up during COVID or during that 2020 fall. Um had a really good fall. Dude, you were balling out then, too. But yeah, was playing really well. And then, um, you know, the spring came and then COVID happened, but I was doing well to start the year off. Um, I, looking back on, it, I still wish I could have got to finish that year, man. I mean, COVID just sucks, dude. I mean, we yeah. flew all the way to Louisiana and then COVID just happened and then season Jeez. just canceled right there. That's crazy. Um, so yeah. And then I just had to just get prepared for the draft. It was crazy. Like season ended, like five starts in my junior year. Season ended, prepare for the draft. Didn't know if I was going to get caught because it was only a five round draft. Yeah, and I've talked to guys who've been who were in that draft and guys who went undrafted who were signed as free agents after that draft and the pressure just being you know a five round draft and a lot of teams were picking people uh, to save money, uh, not necessarily where they would normally pick them. It was just it's just a weird ton of like different like aspects going into yeah, the whole drafting it was it was a way different dynamic mm-hmm. than what it was in the past i mean i don't know how many rounds it used to be like 40 
like 40 rounds or something like that. Yeah, I think now it's 20. Yep. I think now it's 20. I mean, I get, you know, it, it's kind of screwed a lot of people during 2020 in that draft. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a couple people, a couple people personally that didn't get called because of, you know, the circumstances of that draft and, you know, how that, how the teams had to save money and stuff. But I'm like super blessed that I was able yeah. to, you know, get out. I was a Miami super happy that they picked me in the third round there um it was definitely like a crazy relief off my back um, were you expecting to get drafted because i know like i mean it's with the weird like where like where were you expecting to get drafted that year so i was told leading up to it the fall after my cape season and then leading going into the fall and then the spring i was told i was i was if i play well i could get between rounds two and five mm-hmm. i wasn't <clears> going to go in the first round i knew that already but rounds two to five, like late to late second round mm-hmm. and then through the fifth round. So when they when Miami called, I think I had a couple teams call late second round, early third round. And then when Miami called, you know, they had they had their offer and, you know, my agent called me and we put it in and then watched the TV. Yeah. And then, dude, I can't even really tell you what happened next. Honestly, I, I don't necessarily remember everything because it was just like I kind of just blacked out almost. You got it on know, video. Work towards something. Or no? I do have it on video. Right, I cool. do have it on video. I'll, I'll get it to you. Yeah. Um. It's it's a real dope video, man. I had I had my my draft party at my dad's bar here. Um. He closed the bar, so um. We had like fifty people there, private party. Um. And it was just a beautiful day, man. It was it was a beautiful day for me and my family. Like like I said, like you work towards something your whole life, like all the sacrifice that your parents mm-hmm. make, you know, driving you to, you know, all these different tournaments and buying you all the gear and stuff. And it finally like pays off to where you, what you wanted, you know, but you also know at the same time that it's just the start. Yeah, it's a whole new beginning. It, it's a whole new beginning. And I knew that right away. So I was ready to get to work right away. Um, you know, there's certain people out there that think you made it already. Um, but if you're in it and you know, some, a lot of people know you're, you're not, you're, you haven't made it yet. Mm -hmm. So, but in terms of getting drafted, that was always like the number one goal, get drafted, man. And it happened. That's crazy. So you, you got, uh, you, you, uh, went to college or, you know, committed as a sophomore heading into your sophomore season, like. I would have been the cockiest kid <laughs> getting committed and I was only 15 years old. Yeah. Well, were you just like I that dude you, in your, in your area? I think if you talk to a lot of, a lot of people around me, I would like to say that I went to high school with, I'd like to say that they tell you good things. Yeah. They wouldn't tell you that I'm that cocky of a person, but in terms of like being the man around the area that mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I would say so for sure. I mean, there wasn't really too many people committed anywhere um, crazy. Don't now, don't get me wrong. I played with a ton of. I have a bunch of friends that I played with back in the day. Great players, man. Like they, still playing to this day. Still playing college. Still doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of being drafted and stuff, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I wasn't always the greatest hitter. I mean, I, I, I hit. I hit leadoff. I was the leadoff hitter. Dude, so in your um, senior year, you were six and one with a one point seven zero ERA. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. nasty. And I'm not even a yeah. stats guy, but I'm like, dude, that's insane. Yeah, like t- tons of. I had a real good relationship with my catcher 
Yeah. Um, and we were on the same, same page since we were young, man. Like it was, it was insane, but yeah, like as terms of the area, there was one guy that was before me and his name's Mike Nickerack and he got drafted, um, out of a town next to me mm. in the first round. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know. And back in 2015, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's playing still. I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not quite too sure, but yeah. As, as far as professionals in my area, I believe I'm the only baseball player. That's crazy. So that's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's that cool to represent where I'm from, man. It's cool. Yeah, no, for sure. That's pretty cool. Um, in college and stuff, um, what was maybe your, your favorite college moment? Because you played at Coastal Carolina. Obviously, you were there for three years. You were the Friday starter, uh, pitching, starting and relieving. But what was maybe like your biggest college moment where you look back and like, like maybe I was, I was like extra locked in that day? Man. Man, I think my whole, co- I think the COVID season, honestly, I was so locked in after my bad sophomore year. I had such a bad sophomore year mentally. I was all over the place, man. Just young, not knowing how to deal with like failure yet. Mm. Like I didn't deal with any failure really in high school. I didn't really even deal with too much failure my freshman year in college. And then my sophomore year comes and, you know, guys have more scouting reports on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in as a freshman, nobody knows who you are. You just come in and, you know, no one knows what kind of stuff you have. Yeah. Now going into your next year, it's how you make those adjustments to what they know about you already. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would say just my best moments of college have to just obviously just being with my teammates like all the time. It's like one of the greatest experiences ever to be to be with a team in college and be successful because we won we won a bunch of conference mm. tournaments. Um, I had a, we had a ton of success. I think we were going to have great success in 2020 2020 if, if the COVID didn't happen. Um, But I would say 2020 for those five starts, man, I was different locked in. And that was where I knew that that I could tap into like real potential. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I knew that that's when I knew like, okay, I can do this. I can, I can do this. I can get to pro ball and you know, I can, I can make it. So that's when the mindset kind of changed. Who's your favorite team to play against? In college, yeah, in college, like who's your favorite now? team? Yeah, in college, who was your favorite team to oh. pitch against? Where you're like, all right, I'm gonna lock in, like make sure, like I'm just carving. Maybe the fans are extra cocky, conference or tripping a little conference. bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, uh, I would like to. I don't think anyone. I never had any experience like that in college. Okay. I don't think I've never had like the like the chirps really. really? Not not too crazy. Yeah, it, I mean Sunbelt. Sunbelt Conference. I mean, in conference tournaments, I'd say – I would say Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, yep. man. We went down there to their stadium one time or twice. We had a – they hosted the conference tournament one year. Dude, that place was electric, man. Like, all the, all the fans, like, like chanting constantly nonstop, like, knowing our names. They, that's the one time – that's actually the one time I started hearing chirps and stuff, man. Like, they knew, like, my girlfriend's name. They knew, like, all your typical, like – they knew my mom's name. They knew everything about Jeez. me. They knew my sister. Like, kind of crazy. But then what was nuts about it was after all that – all those chirps, they fed us amazing. The fans, like, flipped a switch once the game was over. Like, once the game was over, they were, like, welcoming us all, like, with warm arms. Like, welcome <laughs> arms and, like, nice, like, big food. Like, it was amazing. Like, great southern food. So, like, it was crazy to see, like, how it kind of, like, like the on and off switch yeah. was like that. It was crazy. It was awesome. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I've talked to guys who, like, similar situation, right? They don't, they don't know everybody uh, in your family. They'll, like, go through your Instagram, like, just, like, search, shouting out whatever they can, stuff like that. It's, fans can yeah, be ruthless. And and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had people in pro ball, like, tell me I'm, I suck all the time, man. Like, you hear that all the yeah. time from people. Like, it's it's funny. You get, you obviously learn to tone it out, but mm-hmm. it, it is funny sometimes. Yeah. What, um, so you mentioned like failure in, in, in um, your sophomore year and you hadn't really dealt with that before. Um, like wh- now that you're in pro ball and stuff, so obviously you're going to deal with that a ton more because um, that's just the way baseball is. Um, what do you do to kind of like mentally stay strong during those times? Yeah, it's hard, man. It mm-hmm. is. It, especially, I've, I've been humbled a lot in this game. Um, I've gone through a lot of struggles, a lot of ups and downs. I've been at the highest of highs and I've been like super low. I think the the best thing for me that I found is to just put it in God's hands mm-hmm. because it's already written. I feel as if if I, if I show up every day and I put in the work every single day, and I know it's cliche, mm-hmm. but like you get one percent better every day, and you take it day by day. You know, failure is just going to happen regardless, but success comes with determination. I feel like. And that's kind of a Kobe quote. I took that from Kobe. Yeah. Because success comes with determination because failure is always going to happen, man, especially in this game. Like this game is insane. You're not good. If you're not mentally tough, you're not going to make it in this game. Um, And I'm not going to lie. There have been times where, you know, I've wanted to crack and I've wanted to like not necessarily give up, but like just stop, you know, Mm -hmm. because it gets rough, man, because like your life, like when when you've been working towards something your whole life, you know, and you want, and this goes with every player. I feel mm-hmm. like every player feels this. It, they just manage it differently. Sure. Um, and you know, I think it's just about showing up every, every day, regardless of how what the outcome is. The last day, every day is a new day. Yeah, that's, that's so huge. That's so huge. Awesome. I'm gonna clip that and post that. But that can also be something for like younger players too, like younger kids trying to get drafted, trying to get signed, um, trying to get recognition and stuff. Like in high school, um, just growing a little bit each day and stop trying to like do it all in one big like day you know it's going to take small incremental steps um to finally get to that where they want to go right that's that's so that's so huge absolutely dude it's all about one percent every day regardless of the outcome of the last day because Mm -hmm. every day is every day is a new day yeah that's crazy i love that um hey let's talk about the miners for a little bit um so what do you have any like interesting or funny minor league stories? Because I love talking to this. I talk to guys who've like had fans show up on the bus, um, just jumping on the bus trying to take pictures and stuff. Um, fans like s- sending like random like DMs and stuff like that. Like, do you have any funny like minor league stories or fan interactions? Man, that's. I feel like I've had a ton. Well, Pensacola does a great job with like making it like an experience. Mm like a minor league experience with like the roach run. Um, what else do they do, man? Man, that's a, that's a great question, dude. Uh, Maybe like, like bro bus broke down. Like I've had guys like go into their motels and like they open the sheets, like <laughs> blood. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oh, Oh, okay. There was one hotel we went to. Wow. I don't even know if I, I we went to a hotel. We were in Peoria. Um, here is that illinois yeah i think it's illinois yeah. or something is that high sure. yes hi yeah. this is when i was in beloit man we went to peoria i'll never forget this we went to uh peoria i don't know what hotel it was but 
we showed up and we we went into the bathrooms and we went into the bathrooms and we saw like 30 syringe needles just what? like in the corner of the bathroom in in this hotel in the lobby yeah. of this hotel that we were staying at so that happened we saw that we all got into our rooms right we all like were checking our beds and stuff right we found like roaches in our like freaking uh pillowcases and yeah. stuff we reported it we moved hotels like immediately we went immediately from like one of the crappiest hotels you can even think of to like one of the best high a hotels that you can you can think of so like i don't know if that's like a crazy story but like <laughs> no that's that's pretty dude, insane, that's like though. an experience yeah that's like one of the experiences that you get as a minor league player yeah and people don't and people don't always yeah people don't always recognize that but that's just like the grind that minor league is right they always see like that finished product on the baseball yeah. field but not a ton of people kind of dive deep into like the experiences that minor leaguers go through like getting to that level um dude if Absolutely, i if dude. i saw roaches i would have been out in a heartbeat like that is dude, nasty we were out. yeah dude, we were out right away man like i've never seen anything that was probably the worst one we've been to and i don't know what the scheduling was like there but i mean we we moved so it ended up being okay but like as long as we got out of there you know, yeah. just a crazy story. Just crazy what minor leaguers do go through. It's nuts. Yeah, it's insane. And it's getting better kind of like with like the union and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be um, just getting better for minor leaguers. Hopefully you're not there for too much longer. Like, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah. I will say this. Last season, I think I had six six of my guests go on to make their major league debut. So you're on the right podcast if that's <laughs> if that's your goal. I'm on the right one, man. Let's go. <laughs> like you just got to give me a little credit when the day comes. Be like, look, it, it sure. all it all changed on December 12, twenty twenty two. Like that's the, <laughs> that's when the trajectory just started right, cool. really. <laughs> Deal. I'm gonna Deal, I'm gonna look out Deal. for that press conference and stuff. Hey, so you're a top thirty pros- prospect for the Marlins, bro. Like so. When did you find out you're a top prospect? And like, do you ever look at that number like 22, bro? I should be like two. Like, what is going on here? Dude, I – this sounds bad. I, I hate it. I don't hate it, yeah. but I – it's cool. Um, it, It's cool, but to me it doesn't mean anything, if that makes sense. Like, like all that is is more of a target on your back, to mm. be honest. Um, Now, I try not to like – look at that kind of stuff that often i've seen it i obviously because like when you first get drafted and it's like whoa like every yeah. just, everything's so wide wide like eye-opening yeah but as you go it's like okay like you gotta like perform so it's like i'm gonna regardless of what happens take me off the prospect list put me on the prospect list i'm gonna do me regardless sure. um so yeah it's cool it's definitely like something that's cool you know i uh you're in the um, I just had a kid the other day um, send me a DM, and he he uh, he got my card on the show. Oh, nice! And it was like one of it was like one of the prospect cards, and I thought that was pretty cool because I mean I play I still play the show. I played the show growing up and stuff. Yeah. So now to like be in the game is kind of cool, um, and like to have a prospect card and everything that's dope. But, that's pretty sick. Um, try not try not to look too much into it. Just try to do my thing, man. Yeah, no, that's what's up. No, that's that's a good mindset to have because if you get you start looking at the numbers, like all right, you know, like I'm you start kind of feeling yourself a little bit, maybe. Right, and then if you get out of the, and then like if you fall out of it, it's like oh no, now I'm not a prospect anymore. Like, dude, I don't care. I don't give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what's up. Does that does that kind of like change how like fans see you at like the ballpark and stuff? Like, are they just kind of considered top thirty prospect? Are they 
showing up with like binders of like your cards and be like, hey, you know, these older guys with like 30 of your cards, like, hey, sign these cards, you know? Yes, but I will say that it's different degrees for different people. Um, Like someone like Yuri Perez. Oh, he needs a bodyguard, dude. Yeah, my guy. I mean, people are just like treating him like a yeah, like he he's already one of those zoo ant. Like he yeah. he's like on that level now already. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I I pretty much every stadium I've gone to, I've had people um, you know asked to sign, have my cards. I'll sign the cards. I had this one family make like a a big printout of of me like some some 3d thing it was like oh, i don't know this big and they had me sign it and then they yeah. gave me one after i signed one so like they made it for me so i gave it to my mom and she thought it was super cool That's so i dope. thought that was like a cool experience like to have fan like to have like fans is dope yeah. man like you get a lot of mail from people who you can tell they'll just like copy and paste yep like what they're saying to every single person but to be honest with you, I can tell when it's real genuine. And that's when I really enjoy being able to sign the card or being able to sign a ball for a kid. Cause it's like, they really enjoy, like you're really making that kid's yeah. day. What's, so the I think funniest, it's cool, man. what's the funniest thing you've been asked to sign? Funniest thing I've been asked yeah. to sign. A forehead. <laughs> this little kid came up to me. Uh, I think it was in Pensacola or it might've been Mississippi Braves and he had a hat on and I was like, and every single, the whole team pretty much signed the kid's hat, but there was no space on the hat. And the kid was like, (laughs) I don't have anything else. So he was like, here, sign my forehead. Jeez. So I was like, all right. So I signed the kid's forehead. He took the picture of it and that was it. But other than that, nothing too crazy. Just nice. kid's skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you mentioned Yuri. Like, how, yeah. how how cool is it just watching him do what he's doing? Because that dude, like you said, he's like Marlins fans think he's like the second coming, which is like he's so hyped up and, you know, deservedly so. But, like, how cool is it just seeing him on a daily basis, just watching what he does? I had the pleasure of throwing every game after him this season. Okay. So I was the one that had to chart him. Hmm every game so like i had to be locked in for every pitch he threw because i was charting um he is absolutely disgusting yeah like absolutely the real deal 19 year old kid tops out at 100 doesn't throw a fastball below 95 i've never seen a fastball below 95 it's insane um throws every pitch for a strike has a wipeout changeup. he's six nine and he's a good kid yeah I mean, that's a whole recipe for a superstar, if you ask me. Yeah, like, I see Marlins fans, like, on Twitter and stuff. Like, they're just just giving him so much love. I mean, he really – I mean, Sandy is obviously incredible. Guy is incredible, Mm -hmm. seriously. Um, But, I mean, for Yuri to be 19 years old, for him to be able to dominate double-A competition, how he dominated this year, Mm -hmm. I mean – Kids 19, man. Like, I was who knows what I was doing at 19 in college for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that for him to be doing that with us in double A baseball. Like, he could have easily, I I don't know about easily, let me rephrase that, but like, I think he could have got went to triple A and performed well, definitely been able to perform well for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't see like, I there's no doubt in his like mind, yeah, you know, like he's just out there, like he's just a kid. 
That's he's insane. 19. Yeah, and he'll he'll be in, ma- in the majors by like 20. Like he's he's on that track where he's gonna yeah. be and hit sure. Sandy and Yuri like sure. one two. Like that's gonna be like the Marlins have a ton of like talent. Like it's 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 gonna be lots, like, man. Yeah, that's crazy. We'll see what happens. All right, well, hey, let's end yeah, on this then, man, because I know you gotta you gotta get to your golf and all that kind of stuff. Um, when you're not, oh, dude, my I forgot about that. I already forgot about that, man. Oh, like how far Sorry is about that? No, it's all good. Like how far? Nah, is... nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. We could do do whatever. I, if anything, I'll push it back. No worries oh. at all. <laughs> right on. How how was uh, Yuri's English? It got better. With I was his roommate actually. We okay. Were room- we stayed in the same house. Uh, we spent like the whole summer together, pretty much. Um. It's good. He understands real well. Like, he don't speak it real well yet. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like um, being able to communicate, like, no problems at all. And he's a great kid. He's funny, dude. I wish my he's Spanish so was so much better because, like, I would get try to get him on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I know, man. I know. But he. I don't know how much he would understand. I really don't. But he. It would be a great interview, though. Yeah, it would he's be a good kid, man. If, if I he's find someone kid. who's uh who's willing to, to translate, I might I might try to hop on that. Maybe I'll have you send him a message since that's your boy. For sure. I mean, dude. I, I think we. I mean, we send DMs back and forth here yeah. and there. So I mean, I got you. Man. Oh, I respect that. I'll hey, so when you're word, right on when you're not pitching or or golfing or whatever, like what do you do for fun? Like you talk about golf, you talk about gaming. Like, are you a big gamer, big golfer? Like, what do you do for fun? uh so i game i do the game uh i just started playing golf like pro ball like during when i got to mm. pro ball so like a year and a half two years ago um i like to chill you know i like to go go get good food i like to go eat at good places um and i like to mind my business that that's that's pretty much uh what i like to do i like to stay out of the way um i like to get my work in mm-hmm. um you know, I get most out of my life when like, like when I'm doing something baseball related, when I'm just getting off the mound or like, I'm just pl- something as simple as like playing catch. I get like an enormous amount of joy out of. So dude, I love, you're just a student of the game. Like you just like the passion for game. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm on YouTube a lot. I, you know who I watch a lot? Uh, Rob Friedman, the pitching yes, ninja. Pitch ninja. I pay attention good. to his interviews all the time, man. I'm always on the pitch grips, man. Like the what he's doing for baseball is amazing. Him, tr- like a bunch of guys, man. Like they're I, I watch a bunch of guys. I watch all their pitch grips, dude. I love to like analyze. I love watching baseball. Like love it. I know a lot of people think baseball is real boring to watch, but me, I have baseball on my phone all season, watching the big league teams play. Like just watching their pictures, seeing what they're doing, like everything. So I would say like, yeah, I try to be the best student of the game as I can. Is the, are the Mar- Marlins in their organization, are they like super analytical? Cause I know teams like the Rays, um, I think uh, like they're pitching and they have like the pitching um, labs or whatever you want to call them. Like are the Marlins pretty like high tech when it comes to that kind of stuff or no? Uh, I would say they're, they're not as technical as like some other organizations, like the Rays. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the Rays are, Top. real high up yeah. there with that yeah like them the dodgers like all those teams um i think what the what i like what the marlins are doing though is like they're starting to adapt to it more so they're starting to open up to more of the idea of the technology and the stuff and like the ego the the um the slow-mo cameras and all that kind of stuff so i mean we get all that information um but yeah i mean i would say that they're more of like a 
how do I explain it? I don't know. They're more of just like a, a feel like in person, not, mm-hmm. not as much like technology use type of like um, organization that, you know, which still works, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, they're getting on the technology and just, they will, we're coming up. Do you, it's on the come up. Are you a big, like, um, like stats guy? Like, do you look at all the, or analytics guy? Do you look at all that kind of stuff? Or are you more, cause you're talking about like pitching on feel and stuff like the Martins do. Uh, or do you, or are you more just like, I know what I need to do. I'm just going to go out there and do what I got to do. So I like to use the information that we get from mm-hmm. the technology. I think that it's vital. I think you have to use it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, like the technology, like technology for me, I, I don't really pay attention too much to like all the, the numbers and stuff. I'm more of like, okay, if this feels good, like this is the feeling I want to have Yeah. moving down the mound. Um, but I definitely think like the numbers help, like knowing how you're spinning the ball. Like if you spin the ball wrong, like a rap soda or a track man can just tell you that right away mm-hmm. and you make the adjustment. So in terms of that, yes, I am into the uh, technology and stuff. But again, like I've always been like a visual learner. Um, I got to be like doing it. And I think that's why like I get along pretty well with a lot of the Marlins guys is because they're the same kind of way and yeah. they know that you know, what they're telling me is not just going in one year out the other. I'm kind of like soaking it in and I'm trying to make improvements on the mound. So yeah, I mean, I like it all, man. Just competing. At the end of the day, you're going out there to compete. Yeah. So whatever you have, just compete. And that's been the mindset. Love that. Um, so you talked about gaming, like what, what games do you play uh, other than MLB? Are you a COD guy, Fortnite? Like what do you? I used to be big on Fortnite, man. I, I'm big. I like, I'm pretty good at COD one of the best one of the best 2k players uh 2k basketball um probably like around probably you've seen madden the show and that's pretty much it um yeah right now cod is taking over for me though like that's where i spend most of my time once i get done like with all my stuff for the day uh throwing lifting wise yeah. everything i pretty much just hop on the game and just run it with my friends so are you playing me out of trouble man playstation or xbox xbox there you go we might have to run yeah. it sometime then because like i have oh you got it oh yeah dude. i don't got the new game oh. but I'll, I'll warzone it you know oh dude after we get off this man we'll have to get the the uh the names we'll have yeah. to friend request yeah we'll yeah yeah hop on there bro definitely definitely we'll definitely have to do that like uh i've been i actually just maybe not just but like the last couple of months i got back into fortnite once they stopped the building when they got rid of no, no bill dude i just and i all right that, that's right in my wheelhouse like i facts no yeah. it, it definitely you know once they started doing like 90s and stuff yeah. with like the building and the editing fat like dude, yeah I'm out. Nah. I'm out i'm out guys on computers yeah and stuff, yeah yeah it is a mouse i'm like nope. i can't do that nope but now that there's My no Xbox building player. yeah yeah yeah. but now that there's no build dude it's it's so much more fun for me so i've just been right. carving <laughs> like, i'm serious dude. like i just, feel that man yeah yeah that's what's up all I'm right shooting games man they're fun bro they are <laughs> stress it, it gives out it relieves stress so that's that's what i'm saying <laughs> keeps keeps the people out of trouble too um i will yeah. say this man when i oh actually let me talk about this before we go last thing uh you guys won the, the championship uh the blue wahoos right yeah how, how was that experience like how hard did you guys go after it like like what was the dude, dude i missed it man i got hurt what? dude i spent my whole season man i gave them a hundred innings man. yeah i had a hundred innings on the year dude i was there from the start dude and we we're the champ champs so we won the first half and the second half 
and the second half. We won the first half, which gave us an automatic bid mm-hmm. to the championship game or to the to the playoff. Yeah. So that second, that whole second half, we had to basically like be on cruise control mm-hmm. leading up into the the playoff. And then I hurt my shoulder. I actually got um, bicep tendonitis in the front of my shoulder towards the end of the year. And like my arm was just like shot. So I got a shot for it. Went back to Jupiter um, for the last two weeks. And then I was supposed to make a recovery and go back to Pensacola. Mm -hmm. And then my rehab didn't go how I wanted it to go. And I actually freaking missed the uh, the championship series and the playoff, which sucked. But all the guys stepped in. They did their thing. We brought some guys up from the Beloit team. Yeah. Uh, and we still had that crew from the early on Pensacola team. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was freaking amazing. I wish I could have been there because they looked so awesome. But I was FaceTiming with them boys yeah. right after they won. And it felt like I was there. That's cool. But I wasn't. But it was dope, dude. Like, it was great. We got I got my ring size, like my first ring. Like, can't wait, dude. It was an awesome experience. Like, we had such a great coaching staff. Yeah. The whole team, the trainers, like everything was perfect, man. It was sick. It was yeah, awesome. and like I've interviewed several guys who've been on there. Um, Doc, um, Mincy, who else have I interviewed? Um, I feel like I've interviewed a ton. Some of them are in Beloit still, but some of them, I think I've had like six or seven Marlins guys on the pod. Like, I'm actually nice. going to try to go there in Florida for spring training. That's that's oh, the plan, dude. So like if I'm there, like we're gonna, come, man, you'll see me. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. We'll have to we'll have to chop it up a little bit in person if yeah, I go so out there. Find me there. That's what's up. All right. Well, hey, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, Zach. I do appreciate it, taking time and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, we'll do this again sometime. Um, shout out to Cole for kind of hooking, kind of starting this kind of connection and stuff. But uh, we'll definitely squat it up sometime for sure. Dude, absolutely, Francisco. Thank you for having me, man. This is a great time. I love talking it. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.